0: Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional.
1: feel this is how I feel I feel like I feel like we crashed the last podcast. I feel like we we took we took the isometric ship as far as it could go and then like the Enterprise in generations it crashed into the planet and went through the tree line but most of the crew survived. And now and now we have an all new starship with the same crew.
2: So was it like like we jumped from like like Voyager to like Voyager 2? Yeah. So does this mean yeah. we're
3: we're heading we're going out to the Delta Quadrant like never to be heard from again? Is that what's gonna happen?
2: Wait, 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 let me do my best, Jane Way. Wait, let me do my best Jane Way. I don't it's not good, but I'll just I'll do my best Jane Way. You know my voices? Fire phases. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good.
1: That yeah. was pretty good. Oh,
3: my, oh my god! This is all going in the show, by the way. This is the show. <laughs> so,
1: so the last time, like, you all, like, I needed to call you something as my coworkers, right? So we were all isometric workers together. So I right. think now we've got to be uh, uh, Disrupticons. That's what Love I was it. thinking that,
2: of. I was yes. totally thinking
1: of it. I like that. Disrupticons. So like our listeners are also Disrupticons, which are evil, which <laughs> I think would be a good fit for our audience. Right.
2: There's still fandas.
1: And there's still No, f- no, Fandas are dead, Georgia. <laughs> their fire has gone out of the universe. You are all that's left of their sad religion.
2: <laughs> no, they can't die. That makes oh me my sad. Gosh. Unicorns, fairies, sugar plums, you know, it's forever. We did a
1: hundred episodes of that last show. You should know sadness is par (laughs) for the course. And doing a show with me, Life is suffering, Georgia.
2: Oh.
3: Oh. I actually have a very important piece of business before we get started with the topics. Because as we are, like, reintroducing ourselves to the relay audience, and there are people who have given up on us because we kept insisting on talking about video games, On isometric or there are people who never listened to us because we were because we were talking about video games and they weren't interested in that. I I think we need to ingratiate ourselves into the relay community and we need Mm -hmm. to kind of put a stake in the ground and all of us give our positions on pineapple on pizza because this is this is a very important debate that has been going through the relay community and I think that as we reintegrate ourselves, I think we need to take a firm stand on this. So so Micah, I want to start with you pineapple on pizza, yay or nay, go ahead.
0: Absolutely yay. Okay. I love pineapple on
3: pizza. Georgia, what's your what's your feeling on pineapple on pizza? Uh,
2: I have to say nay because I'm allergic to pineapple oh. Uh, oh, wow. Before I was allergic, I loved it.
3: Okay, and that's a fair now that I'm answer.
2: allergic. It'll kill me, and that's bad.
3: Yeah, no, we don't Not want you to die from pizza. I, it just makes
2: my entire face puff up, which is oh my god, bad. I know.
1: Uh. I know. Wait, like the like the kid in Willy Wonka that happens to eat pineapple.
2: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I don't like like explode, but yeah, yeah, pretty it's
1: well. pretty bad. Have have you considered that your greed is what has led to that, Georgia? Like the kid in Willy Wonka. Like you should think about that. There's a life lesson to be learned. Too much yeah. chocolate.
2: Yeah. Too much pineapple. Yeah. The worst. The worst yeah. part is that it it just hit me recently. So, I I'm like, okay, this is strange. And I was how like did you discover it? it? I, was, I, I was eating pineapple, and I started like being like, oh, my tongue feels strange. <sighs> And um my 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 cheeks feel kind of puffy. This doesn't feel right. And then I would kept on eating it because I didn't say I was bright. And uh eventually I just every time I'd eat pineapple I would realize that. And so oh now my. I can't eat pineapple. And so yeah.
3: So Brie, right. so Bree, what's your what's your feeling <laughs> on pineapple on pizza?
1: Georgia likes pineapple on pizza, which means I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, Very bad very very bad
3: well that's true uh, well uh, let me let me put another data point out there for you because the reason that this popped into my head is because i was having an argument with casey Liss on twitter today <laughs> and Were he really? oh. also does not like pineapple on pizza so is he allergic? no he's just well, a terrible person so well, that's you know we've already we've already established that so and, and, and I know that I was right in liking Pineapple on Pizza because he immediately changed the subject to me being a Patriots fan, which is how he gets out of pretty much every right. argument where he's wrong. So
1: right. my, my goal with this show, by the way, is to start a fight with every single host on Relay. So I'm glad we can start today's show by talking about Casey Liss, who is a nice person and my friend and must be destroyed <laughs> at all
2: costs. <laughs> That's the danger of being Bree's friend.
0: That's true. That's uh, yes, true. Someday the eye of Brie may turn on you. That's true, That's Micah. It. That's, it. That's it's true. Okay. It's been Masha. on all of us, I think.
3: It's been on me before. Bree comes for us all. It's sooner or later. So yeah.
1: let yeah. me tell you yeah. something. When you hear a sound behind you in a dark alley at night, and you're walking along, <laughs> you better turn around because it could be Brianna Wu right behind you. <laughs> if
3: you
2: like it, like.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then you get that... off
2: of your, your unicorn and you'd, like, smite someone.
3: Wait, wait. Brie does not sound like the guys banging coconuts together from Monty Python. In the yeah, Holy that did sound
0: <laughs> like coconuts.
2: Well, does she say knee? Wait, let's ask. Do you say knee, Bree?
1: I, I've never seen that, so I don't even think that's uh, okay, How is over. there a movie oh. that I've seen
3: that you haven't? Oh. That I didn't think that was possible. You
2: haven't seen Monty
1: Python? Oh.
3: I, I don't
2: understand I, it.
1: It seems like bro humor. I don't get uh, it. I no, don't know. It's English. It's just British. British humor. It's British,
2: yeah. humor. Yeah. British humor. It's not bro humor. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's British humor. Now, if British people it. are bros, then but no, it's it's just British.
3: Well, Mike humor. Hurley is British, so does that make him a bro? <laughs> if you're oh. British, you're a bro, hands down.
1: So, so can I tell you guys what I was doing? Before yeah, came please here? go ahead. Okay, okay. This is one of the, the biggest ironies of my career because I get invited to go speak at colleges quite a bit. So right now I'm speaking at the University of Alabama. It's quite an honor. I have students tomorrow that will be getting inspiration <laughs> from Brianna Wu. You know, I'm always scared when I say yes to these that they're going to like call up my college and like, well, hey, we are thinking about inviting Brianna Wu out Does that sound like a good idea? And then people that knew me in college are going to be like, oh, oh, no, it's a really bad idea. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about all the terrible stuff she did because I was a bad student. I'll tell you right now. If you're a C student out there today, I am your hope that there is a future for you C students because I was one of you. Well, that's inspiration, right?
2: It right. Inspiration. I'm I think that that's actually Network really important.
1: With Georgia Dal Dreams Come True.
2: <laughs> I do. I think it's important. I uh, I'm dyslexic, so I had a, a really hard time with with certain subjects in school as well. I had to work really hard. It was not easy and uh oh. and now I I didn't love yeah. school. So, you can you can do whatever you want to do.
0: Hey, Steve. Yeah. Uh, how dare you? No. Um <laughs> So, yeah, you mentioned that, you know, there are new people probably checking out this show, and, you know, something I've noticed about the internet is that people don't really like to read things uh, whenever they're trying to, like, get to the thing they're after. So, you know, if it's a video, then they just skip everything that anyone ever says anywhere else, and they just watch the video. Or for a podcast, for example, they might not have, like, read the summary. So, I was wondering if you could kind of describe what we do here uh, in Disruption so that that, so that our new listeners will, will know and be able to uh, uh, know what to expect. Let's uh, be honest, Michael. Yeah. You
2: really just want to make sure that you know.
3: He's, <laughs> he's trying to see if I know, because I don't know.
2: That's, I don't know either, so I, I'm, I'm going to be listening very attentively.
3: I think we try Uh-oh. to help people eventually.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. We disrupt the flow of sadness
1: eventually. and
0: disappointment in the universe Yes, and bring... Help to them through our oft bizarre and panda laden ways.
3: We we are trying to talk about living with technology, right? I mean, that's Georgia is a psychotherapist and Bree is. A very successful game developer. I've been in IT for a decade and a half, and Micah is a technology journalist, and we all kind of interact with technology in different ways. And, you know, we have experience in, you know, people have questions about how to deal with, you know, all of the light that they're seeing before they go to bed, or, uh, you know, all the Things that are connected to the internet in our houses or they want to figure out how to change careers and get into a career in tech or they want to know about something that's in the news and we're going to talk about that. And so we have things that we want to talk about and then we also have – uh, We have a couple of different ways that you can get involved with the show also. We have a voicemail towards the end of the show that you can call, which is at 508-418-3532, or you can uh, go to our show page, which is at relay.fm slash disruption and click on the contact link, and you can attach either an email or Uh, Or a voice message to us and we'll play that on the show and answer some of those questions or uh, something that I just set up right before the show you can send a tweet with the hashtag disrupt me and that will also go to something that we can we can talk about on the show so if you tweet you don't have to you can tweet at the show account or whatever you want but as long as it has the hashtag disrupt me in the in the tweet then we will get that also. That's so, not the proper
1: right. way to do this, Steve. Okay. The proper way is, look, look, just tweet me online. I will give you Steve Lubitz's address. <laughs> I will just give it to you. I'll put it right there on Twitter. I'll tell you. I got nothing to lose, and you should drive to his house and just tell him your problems in person.
3: Yeah. Or write That's, it on a brick and throw it through the window. The
1: proper, yeah. No, it's completely
3: look, if you can okay. cook macaroni and cheese while I advise you, I'm happy to do that. You know, As long as we okay. can get my children fed in the process, I'm, I'm all good with that.
1: There are other shows on Relay that you know kind of talk about this vague, uh, this vague connection between like tech and real life. But yeah, the truth is, like we had conversations on Isometric that no one else in the industry is having. You know, for me, I'm a reasonably well-known feminist figure in the game industry. I get death threats constantly. I get abuse constantly,
2: and I have a lot of opinions about that. And she's talking about that. All of those things only happened even just on Isometric. She's not even talking yeah. about what she went through out side of isometric, yeah
1: <laughs> yes george is very very scary yes. uh fbi mm-hmm. yeah, is investigating her currently <laughs> no uh yeah the thing is micah you have a very we have different approaches but you're someone that's really driven by empathy and love for other people i think steve you are too maybe you don't love people as much as micah <laughs> but you know you you're you're an empathetic yeah. dude like you're yeah. you would i'd describe you as a woke man i think that is fair that's so, fair. yeah yeah so we are people you know the thing is with isometric is there 's a lot of range on our older show, like we would talk about really serious subjects, and then the next episode would be brianna Wu calling George's husband and like getting dirt on her and quizzing her on the air. It was just that was this wide, it was awesome, it was awesome. <laughs> you failed. It was this really (laughs) wide range between serious and non-serious. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what what we kept hearing with isometric is like, I love the cast, I love the chemistry, uh, I just don't like video games. (laughs) And that kind of limits your audience. So, you know, disruption is an evolution on isometric where we widen it out and we also unleash the Georgia Dow That is our tagline Unleash the Georgia Dow I do not because think that's our tagline Here's the thing There are all kinds of like Look if you want white straight cisgender dudes We got them on Relay Okay just pick a show Just chock a block with them <laughs> But George Adele, there's nobody like you in, in the tech industry because you get technology, but you have a very human perspective on it. And whereas I just talk out of my ass on this stuff, like you have a, have a degree and some knowledge, which you actually charge people for. <laughs> and they can get it for free on our show. So my suggestion to you is uh, take advantage of Georgia Dow financially by asking <laughs> for, for advice yeah. on our show, which you would usually have to pay, what, 200 Canadian dollars an hour? Right,
3: yeah.
2: something yeah. something like that.
3: I mean, in fairness, yeah. that's like 15 cents American now. But that yeah. is no. true. That is true. <laughs> it's
0: no, just that's true. Not it's true. True. not even
2: you guys all might need to be heading down here, so you better be nice to Canada. You could can be mean to me, but you probably need to be nice to Canada strategically.
0: So yeah, there's, that's, uh, that, that about sums it up. I think uh, it's all about taking uh, advantage of Georgia financially. Uh, that's what uh, disruption's <laughs> all about. We're all disrupting the psychology market by taking advantage of
3: uh, Georgia's uh, pocketbook. Yeah, actually, if you tweet at Georgia, she will send you a loony.
1: Georgia, what's, what's wrong with me? Can you tell me that for free today, please?
3: See, Bree, we can't. We can't just jump right into that. We need to. We need to kind of build up some suspense and have people give people oh, okay. a reason, you know, to keep listening.
0: But you do have another question for Georgia, don't you?
3: You do need to take advantage of of Georgia's expertise in a different way, right? With uh, with this Not new really. Sailor Moon game that you've gotten me addicted to, oh! which I downloaded, oh. and it's actually I was surprised at how how good it is actually. So I am I, – I still haven't watched Sailor Moon, so I don't know what's going on. There's this what? cat who keeps flying uh, around and, and stuff, but – <laughs>
1: Ah, okay, okay. So I want to tell Disruption listeners, every week it's not going to be about video games. But this week, our opening topic will be about video games. So there's a new Sailor Moon game out. It's called Sailor Moon Drop. And I want to tell you, back in the 90s when Sailor Moon was in the air and when I was a teenager, if you wanted to play a Sailor Moon game, you had to learn to speak Japanese and buy a Famicom from Japan and have it shipped to you from a mail-order catalog. So the ability you can, like, push two buttons on your phone and play a Sailor Moon game today is just amazing. So Georgia, as much as I want to love this game, there's one small problem. I beyond suck at bejeweled i am horrible i i am the freaking chicago cubs of bejeweled i am the the boston patriots of bejeweled like that is how terrible i am so help me not be Terrible, at bejeweled. I don't want to suffer the same fate as the Patriots, is my team. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, okay, okay. So, so I do unfortunately play way too much um, candy switching games. Um, the funniest part, the funniest part is this: is that I was like, oh, let me see like what other people's tips are on on doing this before I give anybody. So I look up like candy switching games, and the first tip, the top tip thing, is like mine. Candy Crush (gasps) with like 144 comments, which I've never read. So I apologize if you sent comments to that article. And mine's actually pretty much the best, which probably shows how much help I really need uh, about stopping my Candy Crush addiction. But anyways, on to how to actually do it. So I've gotten the game and I've been playing it. um, And besides the annoying cat that like comes up and gives you information (laughs) you don't want to have. I think those are fighting words. It, it, I'm sorry, this cat is, like, wrecking with my gameplay. Cute. It is Steven incarnate, but n- oh. not, you know. Steven's don't
1: don't talk smack about Luna, please. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> please don't do sorry, that. Sorry, Luna. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh. Luna. Stop messing with the game. Anyways. Okay, so let's go into how do you play um, just some of the basic things with any um, Switch game. So the first thing is that you want to know the type of patterns that give you superpowers. So in the Sailor Moon one, it's five in a row, four in a row. When you do what in Candy Crush would be a um, wrapped candy. So it's like three with like a little circle. And if you get um, a corner, two lines that reach to a corner. So two, two with one in the middle, that makes a 90 degree. So those are the ones that are going to give you power-ups. And you need to know that that's the first thing. Second thing, pause. I don't know why people play these games and play them as fast as they can. You have a certain number of moves. You have to plan out your strategy and think before you go. Because there might be a five in a row that you are not looking at. And you've rushed your way through it. This one is key. And this one is a great tip. Start at the bottom. So if your candies are coming from the top to the bottom... You start at the bottom so that you have a chance of getting a cascade effect without spending a move on it. So you don't start at the top. You start at the bottom of your screen. If your candies are going down to up, then you would start at the top of your screen. Because if you start, if you don't want to move anything in the screen, then you can start at the top. If you have to keep something the same, very few chances will you have. It's a mathematical combination. The more things that you move at the bottom, there's more chances that... Other things will link up and you'll get those for free at the same time. So that one's probably out of all of the tips, the one that's, mo- well, besides pausing so you can see the cool stuff that might you might have gotten and you didn't forget it, is you want to start at the bottom as you move your way up. So when because I have played a lot of Peggle, I, I, I've gotten to be
1: very good at just telling where the ball is going to go. If yes. you play enough Bejeweled, Sailor Moon Dropped, Candy Crush, do you just get a sense of where things are going to line up? Because I find myself like staring at the field and saying, okay, this gem is going to go there. Like, do you just learn to instinctually understand that without like mapping it all out in your mind?
2: Yeah, you will just know. You will just know where things will end up falling. And you'll know the areas, which is the next one, these threats on your screen. So every single time that you get a different combo of like a shape. So in this game, it's not just a square screen. Every single screen is going to have different shapes and different things that you have to unlock on the screen. And so what you're going to want to do is you're going to also want to see where your danger areas are. And if there's something that you have to unlock, you're going to want to know what that is as you start up. And you want to go for also the most difficult sets to clear first. Don't go for the easy things. You want to right away spend your time getting the things that will be most difficult that you have the most chance of actually working towards. So if there's uh, one little item that you have to unlock in order to pass the level, like pay attention to how you would actually unlock that and then try to think steps ahead so that that happens
3: cuz you might get the easier ones for free in a cascade by trying to get the uh, the, large, the the harder ones
2: Exactly Exactly. So you want to make sure that if there's one that's in a corner, so corners are usually the most difficult. And then after corners, and this is on a square screen, so if there's different shapes, then of course. So corners are always going to be your most difficult areas, and it would be bottom corners. Because the top corners, there's a chance that that will be brought down just by a cascade. The bottom corners, so you have less um, combos that you can hit there because there's not um, shapes all the way around it. After that, it's going to be the sides and then the areas that there are not many links. So if there's an area in, on your screen that only has like a single column down, you want to work on those ones or a cascade underneath it so that you can get that for free.
1: So, I mean, how do you decide when it's worth spending money on these games? Like, how do you decide that?
2: I'll give you what I do and then, and then you can decide what you think is best for you. I almost never do. I I really just don't. I I will not spend money on a on a section it, unless it takes me more time than what the money's worth. So say that like I used to for Candy Crush like I would wait for like 2 weeks, 3 weeks if I can't pass a level then I'll I'll it when I get really close I'll use one of the power-ups that I already have. I don't use power-ups either. I save them. I save all of the the little goodies that you get along the game for if they are seriously needed. And so oh. that's the way that I go through it just because you you might need it later why spend it just because a level might be easy so I wait a a pretty long time I don't think I wait as long anymore I actually the first time in I think 6 months I spent money on a Candy Crush level just because now it's my time and my time is worth more than the money that it would take to spend that and so I was like you know what I'll 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 get the extra four levels but I have all this stuff already saved up on the game because I've been playing it for so long so I don't actually have to spend cash money on it. Wanna think about that. Yeah.
3: I mean ultimately it becomes a return on your investment type <laughs> of thing, right? Like I mean if you're if you've been playing the game for like a hundred hours and then yeah. you need like to spend a dollar on it in order to keep enjoying the game, it's a matter of how much is that worth to you, right? Like, as, exactly. and as long as you're being responsible with it and not just you know pressing the button every time that you try a level twice and get can't get past it, there's nothing wrong with that either.
2: Yeah, and this game is like, there's some games that are just free, and so I don't mind giving something so that they make good games. Like this game is actually, it's I I looked and I went, uh, and besides like the the a lot of talking through it, which for some people they may love that. I like the idea that like I've just been playing it for like I don't know minutes today and i'm like on stage 12 and my characters leveled up once already and i'm like i'm like that, that's pretty fun it's an it's a nice game it has some really cute ideas to it and a lot of the stuff that i like from candy crush
3: so now that we now that we've made everyone sailor moon drop addicts so uh we need to have a conversation about sprint and this this ad that they put out this week
1: oh god that we yeah. do
0: that we do what the frack right that's pretty much what I said. I mean, I, 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 saw some, I saw some tweets fly by where people were kind of saying, wow, what's going on? What were you thinking, Sprint? What's What's this yeah. about? And uh, just to give a basic summary, um, Sprint decided to have the well, the CEO went around um, to different places and, or, or at least this is the pitch that they gave. They went around to a bunch of different places and talked to quote unquote real customers and asked them uh, their opinions on different things about Sprint itself. And then also about other networks. And one of the videos they released had a woman uh, like give her first impression of T-Mobile. So like in one word, what, how, how do you feel about this company or something like that? And she decided that the word she was going to use was ghetto Uh, and then everyone around the table um, who I feel I feel it's important to note here uh, that you know all the people around the table were white um, all proceeded to laugh um, and and, you know go on about this well I of course like that that has a lot of problems not only because Sprint as right not only because Sprint is a company like that had to go through so many levels of approval you you had to know that and not only that but then whenever someone you know called out Sprint for being ridiculous about that then they instead of actually apologizing he was like honest answers from real people on my listening tour across the country sometimes the truth hurts we're sharing real comments from real customers maybe not the best choice of words by the customer not meant to offend anyone
2: <sighs> oh well that makes it all okay then i mean right. that's we fine mean that they offend. would have said
3: that that doesn't mean you need to show it in your national ad though i mean that's- exactly no, they, they,
1: this is what I get, is they had like this thing with the horrible racist overtones. And it's a bunch of white people at the table. And, and, and Sprint looked at this and said, hey, this horrifically, like, racially insensitive thing, let's produce it and professionally light it and professionally edit it and pay a bunch of money for everyone to see it. And it's like, yes. whoa! I, I can't even... I can't even
0: process it. It's No. Ow. I almost felt like, wait, is this April 1st? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, like the amount of time that they kept up the ad, you know, that people, there was just all, all over my timeline, all over my Twitter timeline. And uh frankly, on Facebook too, I just kept seeing everybody going, what in the world is going on here? And I don't understand why they kept it up for so long. Like I went to bed and when I woke up in the morning, they had finally removed the, the ad. But up until that point... It had stayed up online, like people were going and watching it and being able to get just as upset as everybody. Like, I don't know if I was a company, uh, I, I would think that it's like, okay, you know, I've got a good chunk of people coming at me saying this is terrible. Probably a good idea to make the video private and not let it continue to spread. But no, they were like pridefully keeping it up there. We're not trying to offend anyone, so since we're not trying to offend anyone, then it's okay. Oh, okay.
1: So Mike like you're black. Can you walk an average white person <laughs> that isn't woke yet yeah. through this and help them understand like why the frack this is yeah. such a stupid idea?
0: So, so the interesting thing here too, um, and, and something that I'm happy that, uh, this show will provide is that, um, Steve is very much in touch with, you know, with Jewish heritage and the term ghetto actually comes from, uh, that before yeah. it was ever adopted by African-American culture. Um, oh. there's actually a link that we're going to put in the show notes from NPR and I'm just going to read this quote, whatever the root language, the word's original meaning was clear the quarter in a city, chiefly in Italy, to which the Jews were restricted. In the 16th and 17th centuries, cities like Venice, Frankfurt, Prague, and Rome forcibly segregated their Jewish populations, often walling them off and submitting them to onerous restrictions. After that point, then, uh, when the Holocaust came, came around, when Nazi Germany came around, they decided to make ghettos come back and put Jewish people into those ghettos. And because they were in the ghettos, it became that much easier to exterminate that entire population because they were walled off in these in these little areas and easily moved to the concentration camps or to be murdered. Um, from From that point, uh, and and Steve, please take uh, over. Yeah, yeah, and, over in a, a, yeah, yeah and, no,
3: and not to mention that the conditions in those in those ghettos were terrible. So not only would it make it easier because they were all in one place but you had people who were living in very cramped conditions with very limited access to food and water and you know it was it was horrible i mean there was the the famous ghetto that most people would have heard of is the warsaw ghetto where there was an uprising towards the end of world war 2 and it did not go well i think there was some some controversy about somebody Uh, Like a year ago or so saying, well, you know, the Jews had the if the Jews had guns in World War II wouldn't have happened. And and no, they did. They got access to a stockpile of guns and they used them during the Warsaw Uprising and they were pretty much mowed down and massacred before. And whoever was left was was taken to the concentration camp. So the the ghettos were really uh, a big part of how the Nazi regime was able to control the Jewish population.
0: Mm hmm yeah um and and it came after that period that um that african Americans started to be uh you know the 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 conditions of some of these african american neighborhoods resembled that of the the ghettos that the jewish people were placed in and uh that's whenever it kind of became a, a you know a cultural term for African-American, um, areas as well. Uh, and you know, one of the, one of the interesting things and one of the things that I have actually always very much enjoyed and loved about, uh, my African-American heritage is how, um, how we often will take terms that were meant to be against us and were meant to deride us Mm -hmm. and actually use those to, to, uh, empower ourselves. And, and so like the N word, for example, has been, uh, reclaimed and turned into something that, you know, that friends often call each other and, and, uh, you know, you can be quote unquote ghetto fabulous and, uh, and things like that. And so anyway, the point being, uh, all, I, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that, uh, it actually did not. Get its start in African American heritage, but regardless of where it began, the mm-hmm. fact is that yes, seeing this group of visually and and appearance wise like affluent uh white people sitting at a table laughing about uh, calling T-Mobile ghetto as a derogatory term, not a positive term, but a derogatory term. Like, it's all—it's just right in front of your face. Like, it's hard to say, you know, there, there's no, almost no need for a description. You're using that to say that T-Mobile is a thing that you do not desire, and whenever you're saying that it is ghetto and, and you know, this has been used to describe African American people themselves and then also the places where they lived, and then again, years, years, years ago, uh, where Jewish People were held and often ended up dying, or were taken from those places and murdered. There's just so much. There's so much trouble with this. Like I, I again, like what brie is saying. I have absolutely no idea how, in God's name, this was even allowed to happen. Like uh, my my hair is standing on end on my hands right now because it's like really. I'm just so upset and so just befuddled by this. I, I don't get it. And one of the interesting things to me too is I was kind of looking around at all of the other, um, you know, AT and T and and uh, T-Mobile and Verizon and seeing what they were kind of saying about this and. I I really didn't see much conversation happening from anyone else and it was almost like you've messed up so much that we don't really need to say anything at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i mean Micah, what it seems to me you know being kind of a, a well-known feminist that's trying to you know one of my missions in my career is to kind of um i uh, here's the way it is mm-hmm. right like they're well-meaning intelligent White straight dudes in technology that mean well and are nice people and that general, genuinely do not want to hurt people around them. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's this behavior, and this is with all white people, and I've, I've had to learn this. I, I don't know if I've told this story before in a podcast with you guys, but like I... Had a black friend of mine at one point come to me and really say, you know what, Brianna, you are not a great ally to you know, black people. You may think just because you vote for a certain party, that's the end of it. And you know don't believe in outright racism. Well, it's not. And there are a lot more dynamics at play. That was a hard conversation to have, but that was mm-hmm. one of the best gifts I've ever been given in my life. And it, it really made me think through a lot of my behavior. And I think like that kind of challenge is where a lot of um a lot of people in the technology field are. Like they don't want to be racist or sexist. But they have these attitudes and they don't understand that they're harmful the same way this company didn't understand this word was extremely racially charged. I mean, would you agree <laughs> with that? Would you disagree?
0: No, I absolutely agree um, because I have, I have been in situations where completely well-meaning people have, have done something that just you know completely flies in the face of what I know to be true about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a teacher at one time. Um, and this has been years ago. Um, I had a teacher i we went on We went to this like conference and while we were there in in a completely different state. mind you, um, we met with her um, her like daughter 's husband so her in laws and her in laws were black. Uh, she introduced me to them, and then she proceeded to ask me if my dad, who is black, knew this man. And completely innocent Micah at the time, who had never experienced, like, stereotypical racism or, you know, other f- forms of okay. racism. Or-
2: Sorry, this was—and this was what, what she was thinking was that all black people know each other? Or was it that, like, you guys lived in the same area? Er- like, this was definitely that she this, thought— This—well,
0: okay, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Because, uh, you know, completely innocent Micah asked, well, why—you know, wh- wh- know, how would he know—how would he know him? Right. And my right. th- yeah. my teacher said, and I quote— Well, they both work in the same field, and also he's black. I kid you not. I'm not making a joke here. She really said, and also he's Mm -hmm. black she is one of the nicest people and was in my young age, like one of the people who, uh, helped me to kind of explore more, uh, f- I don't know, cerebral things, I guess, in terms of, of like stepping out of regular classes and going and doing, uh, extracurricular, like science fairy type stuff. Like what I'm saying is she very much cared about me and she was a good person, right. but that like that, that was just built in yeah. and like, it was just a, an okay thing. And that is very innocent. Um, and I, I've had A few other situations that were not so innocent and were just you know flabbergasting, and again, well-meaning people who probably, as you say, Brie, like would never think that they are you know would even think that they're allies for for African Americans um, and you know other groups, and just like whenever your mindset is that way then really you know just just saying like i'm cool with black people or something like that that's mm-hmm. not enough and y- you have to change your mindset too so yeah uh i absolutely agree and yes it's it's certainly prevalent in uh in tech and you know there are situations that i've experienced more recently where it was kind of like I really am having trouble believing that this is still a thing because I have this weird thing where I try to think that everybody is a really good person and everyone is, you know, like, I I like to keep a sunny disposition about things and just expect the absolute, you know, best from people. And sometimes uh, that, you know, results in disappointment. Luckily, a lot of the time it doesn't. But yeah, it's still there. And it's in well-meaning people as much as it is in not well-meaning people.
1: I, I think you can never say enough that we sure talk a lot about women in tech. I mean, there, there are no shortage of reporters that call my office, you know, wanting to talk about this. But, I mean, Micah, you're the only black person on relay, right? Like mm-hmm. like black engineers in tech are pretty, you know, very underrepresented. Yeah, uh, to to a, a point that, you know, women are, I would say, in a position of privilege, you know versus that, so you know it's you know it's just a conversation we've got to get past and, and include some other people. And I think um, I think one of the problems with feminism, there's a you know just to talk insider baseball here. There's a, a tendency in white in feminism that we call white feminism, and it's not uh, talking about like feminist by feminism by white. People, Mm -hmm. it's feminism for white people. And what Mm -hmm. that might be is talking incessantly about body image, talking about, you know, Barbie's body type, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about. You know Scarlett Johansson, you know, and and you know things with that. Rather than getting really deep and going like, "Hey, structurally, uh, black women don't really work in tech. Why is that? We mm-hmm. don't have those kind of conversations because we tend to have more superficial ones." And I, I think it's uh, it's something we need to grow on.
3: So uh, you know, we have the benefit of Georgia Dow, um, psychotherapist and slayer of works, and <laughs> uh, in one order. thing that. <laughs> Uh, that a lot of us struggle with is sleep. And Mm -hmm. this kind of came to the forefront a couple weeks ago when, uh, uh, you know, again, when, uh, when Apple rolled out the latest iOS update and they had that night shift mode that kind of takes the blue light out of, out of, uh, out of iOS. And then you set it on a timer and then it makes everything, makes your screen look horrible, but it also helps you uh, get to (laughs) sleep a little bit easier. So I mean, allegedly, allegedly, Allegedly. so I, I, that's – I mean that's kind of my question to start with and then we can kind of take it in a direction But because there's a whole bunch of different – there's been – F-Flux has been a thing on the Mac for a long time that that adjusts the color temperature of your screen and there's this product that I, that I sent a link in the in iMessage before the show that I've been looking at for a couple of months because I'm one of these horrible people who falls asleep with the television on um, right. that like filter it, – it, it's like an HDMI pass-through that – filters the blue light out of the television it's called drift tv that's it's this new product that uh just hit the market a couple of months ago so uh, can you talk a little bit about like the blue light issue and like how it really is affecting like how the quality of our sleep and whether we're, we're getting enough sleep you know with all these devices that are glowing at us all the time
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that it's it's not very well understood because we've we've only really found out about this recently. And so I think that there's, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is that I think that there is, even from exceptionally educated people, even doctors, they are exceptionally unaware of this and why this affects us. And so I wanted to give a little bit of the biology of why this happens, why this is a thing, um, how many studies we had. I just spoke on Twitter. And Leo also was like, no, I think that this night shift is probably more of a fad or a gag. It's not really something that could be effective. And now um, you can also reduce the light, um, the brightness on your screen. That will help as well. Um, And probably night shift will work, like Apple has enough money that I'm sure that they actually tested it out. It just would make, it seems really foolhardy with all that money that they would put something out, give it such a push, and they haven't actually tested it because we can find out what type of light emits from what type of sources. So that being said, how do we know that this is actually a thing? So one, this is science. This is not something that we are like rhetorically talking about. So I think that everyone from their high school biology classes knows that inside of the eye, we have rods and cones. So two photoreceptors. Wait, what? (laughs) So Rods and cones inside my eye, George Dowell. What are you talking about? So the rods deal with um, black and white, dark and light, and cones deal with color. Then in, the, um, nine, in 1989, on the African clawed frog, true, true thing, um, they found out that there was a third photoreceptive cell. And then they started to do tests to find out if we have it as well. And we do. So it's called melanopsin you can take a look at it, and they have realized that this is how we produce. So, in the daytime, we don't produce what we call melatonin. Melatonin is what we produce so that we can go to sleep. Now, when your cells that deal with melanopsin are found, they react to blue light, so that would be like skies, sun, we end up inhibiting the production of melatonin. And melatonin Usually then when it gets darker and we didn't have artificial light sources and it got darker, we would produce a lot. So usually two hours before we go to sleep and through the night we produce a lot of melatonin, which helps us be tired, go to sleep, and stay asleep. So we have realized and found that melanopsin is on our um, retinal ganglion cells and it is photosensitive to blue spectrum of light more than other spectrums of light, and that will inhibit the production of melatonin. So, by, now a lot of people, a lot of people were like, well, you know, like, the sunlight is on my skin in some other places, and I'm only holding the phone near my eyes. And I want to scream, like, actually, that's the only place it counts. <laughs> 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 and it's been shot into your eyeballs, where these cells are going to be reacting, and even 15 minutes of these cells... Um, reacting will cause for an hour to two of melatonin levels to greatly drop or like completely stop, inhibited completely. And so these cells are really important for the daytime and also if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, because when they're activated, you will find that you will feel a little bit more excited, a little bit more active. You'll feel um, a boost in reaction time and attention. And that's why if using your tech at night, you're actually wrecking your circadian clock. That's your 24-hour, it's a little bit less than 24 hours, your circadian rhythm of when should I sleep and when should I wake. And why using your tech at night is is not really good for you because melatonin is so important for us to fall asleep. And there's been tons of tests on this and studies on it. It's not just me. It is more me. Um <laughs> But, like, you know, you can see the tests that have done in Harvard and at McGill, and there's just been tons and tons of tests on this. You can look it up, and it's all about your eyes. So, you know, if you can't put down the tech, and that also means your TV, um, and it also means your computer, um, if you can't put it down, if you put it onto a night shift mode or or shift or a flux or, or anything else that might be, that will be helpful to you. And I myself, who does not have great sleep habits, have noticed With night shift on, full, it's yellow, but eventually your eyes will adjust. It really does help me fall asleep faster. I rest more deeply. And so I found it helpful.
1: So this is what I need to understand. So I I have turned on night vision mode for my phone, and, night and like you, I stay yeah. up night shift. I yeah. stay, I stay up very late playing Star Trek timelines. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, but I, I I have a list of other things. that I'm wondering if this is good for your sleep. <laughs> Or uh, (laughs) bad for your sleep. So uh, um, eating a Shipley's donut filled with white cake icing, would that be good
3: for (laughs) your sleep or bad for your sleep? Okay, That's good for your soul. It doesn't matter if it's good for your sleep or not. What
2: what you want to eat before you go to sleep if you're hungry is something with tryptophan. So you would want like turkey, pasta, a glass of milk if you're not lactose intolerant. If you're lactose intolerant, avoid the milk. Um, those are the things that will make you feel more tired. Caffeine, sh- high things in sugar are going to um, increase your glucose levels and you're going to be more active.
1: Eat well, okay. okay. a spaghetti dinner before
0: bed. Got,
1: got it. What about the powerful narcotic speedball?
2: <laughs> does that have be. I don't think there's a lot <laughs> of pain in that. Um, I've done the studies with on bathtub
1: it. crystal meth that, Georgia, is that good, that good that would for your also sleep? Be a no, no, no to
2: crystal.
1: Okay. What about smoking uh smoking four packs of cigarettes? Does that have caffeine uh, in it? Not good. Not
2: good. Okay.
1: What about not watching good. horror movies?
2: Not good. Not good unless okay. unless you have no uh, Okay. reaction to horror movies. No.
1: Hanging out with Brianna Wu.
2: Well, it depends. We hang out so late, usually, that I sleep great. Um, so <laughs> that's because we've been up most of the night.
0: Um, a a more serious question. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure Brie was completely what? serious, you know. I uh, need
1: to know if the powerful narcotic speedball has tryptophan <laughs> in it.
0: So you you mentioned earlier uh like placebo you some you know whether it's actually working or you just believe that it works it works for you. So I don't know. I I've heard this a lot and I also know that the mind is a very powerful thing. So is there as far as you know like is there any difference between something like chemically actually working for you and then something just working because you think it does doesn't that provide the same benefit or does one not actually do what you think it does does that make sense yeah i, that's, that's I kind totally of a, understand like,
2: what you mean so a placebo effect can we can have chemical changes because of that so you are helping yourself if you believe something there's a greater chance that that's going to be more effective for you and so Um, pain reduction, feeling relaxed, being calm, Um, having a button on an elevator that doesn't actually open the doors, (laughs) but you think it does will let you feel more comfortable in the elevator. And so there is a certain chemical reduction in stress um, neurotransmitters and hormones that you will feel if you believe something, but it's, it's a mild effect usually in comparison to an actual effect. And there's certain things that we can test. So, if oh. it was only placebo effect, it would go away in time. Versus if it was something that you had, like it's it's a little bit of of the movie Dumbo with the the little feather on, right? You can believe Aww. in something, and yeah, but you also want to be able to know is is this based in science or is this just based in conjecture? But there is actually a a good effect to that. And if something works for you, I'm like all that's great. Like that's my feeling to it. As long as it's not damaging anyone or anything. And it's something that you feel comfortable with. That's absolutely fine, as long as it's not harmful. What
1: about what about injecting adrenaline directly into your heart? <laughs>
0: God, like you would kill giant yourself.
1: Hyperdetic... No, they do that to save people's lives. Well, not they if do. you're like but fine. Very though.
2: unpleasant, and that But would be not, bad not right
1: before bedtime. That would be bad, for, bad sleep. for sleep. That would be
2: bad for Are sleep. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that would be bad for sleep. Yes. I'm actually so not here's what we're sure. Do. I, liked, I love that I say that when I'm uh, pretty be, sure. I'm 100% sure.
0: <laughs> Let's sell the Georgia Dow accredited feather on right. uh, Fandas.biz. <laughs> and if you buy this feather, uh, the Georgia Dow accredited uh, feather with a satisfaction not guaranteed, right, um, right. you will fall asleep uh, if you wear it on your head.
3: Right. So, so George, one more serious question is, so if it's only really affecting the the yellow light that's going directly into your eyes, like if you're a terrible person like me who falls asleep with a television on, you have that ambient light in the room, is that also still affecting your sleep, or is that not having the same kind of impact as like shooting these yellow photons directly into your eyeballs?
2: Blue photons, but um,
3: blue photons. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry,
2: Steve, but yeah, you're probably getting a good deal of blue light with the TV on. Um, I understand why people sleep with the television on it 's a distraction, so what happens is is that during the daytime you know there's you don 't think too much because there 's so many things happening during your day and then at sleep time there 's like there 's no distractions there 's no noise, and you 're left alone with your own thoughts where people decide that i 'm going to solve the problems of the world and i 'm going to think about my <laughs> next history and and existential thoughts of where do I mean in this world and what is yeah. my next step and what which causes us to start to cycle and increases our levels of anxiety, and so often people will. Um, you know, sleep with the uh, TV on because of that, because it gives a nice distraction and then you're not left alone with your thoughts to plague you and you can fall asleep. But yes, there is a good deal of, one is there's the flickering, two, it's very interesting, and um, three, yes, you're going to be getting a good deal of blue light anyways. Maybe not as much as having a phone like, you know, four, four inches away from your face, but it's probably not the best of, um techniques to help you in the long term fall asleep because of that. Um, so listening to an audiobook would be better than that. Mm. Um, that has like an automatic timer to go off. I have other people that listen to um guided imagery or or meditations or
0: I listen to podcasts. You could listen at to podcasts to yeah, fall asleep.
2: And and just turn them very, you know, down very, very low. I, I really like like my preference though is for people to learn how to deal with the cycling thoughts to stop them so that they're they're not bound to not be able to sleep the problem when you get used to something is that if you cannot have that then you'll have really poor sleep and um i think that that could be um a, in the long run something that could make difficulty later down the line
0: so next episode we ask georgia how we stop the cycling thoughts that
3: <laughs> we all have <laughs>
0: like, like two uh, episodes because
3: that,
0: yeah that's and like seven hundred dollars
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that that's that's the extra that's the extra episode for members that will <laughs> right there right. we go right
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah so we we got one voicemail that's very important um that we absolutely need to address on this show and then maybe we'll we'll try to take one of these emails that we have uh have bu- uh backed up from the last couple weeks of the old show and as a reminder you can call in your questions if you want to be heard on the show to uh, five zero eight four one eight three five three two, or email them to us, or uh, tweet at us with the hashtag Disrupt Me and we will uh, address those questions at the end of the show. But this is one very important question that I think we need to uh, we need to address in, in great detail.
1: Hi, Disruption Crew. This is Anthony, George's husband. <gasps> oh, no! I'm uh, no! wondering if you guys can help me out with something. No, since my wife doesn't seem to listen to me about it every time she comes home. She has a tendency to uh, come inside, sit on the couch, and then take off her socks. And then she leaves them there. And it stinks up the whole room, and she doesn't put them in the hamper. So maybe you guys can help me out with this one and let her know to pick up her socks. Thanks, guys. Bye. So- I don't think your marriage can be saved. <laughs> i be honest. Like- like, this is very serious, and I want I want Anthony. I want to just back up your feelings here and let you know your feelings are very legitimate. And even if Georgia Dow doesn't hear you, Brianna hears you, and you deserve the respect of not having your house all stank up, but Georgia's his feet and socks. <laughs>
3: Your house should not be stink. I, I think we need some clarifying questions. So yeah. Georgia, first of all, how dare you? Yeah. Was that yeah.
2: where was that where my, was that where Micah your question to I'more was?
0: I yeah I did send in how dare you to I'more.
2: Oh, I, I get warm. The worst part is my boys do it now too. And so he like I used to I actually do it almost to traumatize now my husband I will like leave one like like on his pillow like just to so oh. <laughs> oh, or I'll no. leave it on like the floor or I'll put it on like the handle or hanging over something so that
3: oh my like, god you know, he wakes up and then he
2: sees like a this sock. is like
3: chemical warfare Georgia
2: they're not my feet are not stinky they smell beautiful
0: exposure therapy <laughs> I
2: he's coming downstairs he's coming downstairs <laughs> he's so <still laughs> proud no, no, no. run come for it here. anthony come over George here georgie dallas here. in your house get
1: run for here. it <laughs> <laughs> get out Take of there what is-
0: save yourself please help me <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: you hear she puts them on the doorknobs and on your pillow i'm so sorry you live with a Purposely monster leave
3: them lying around the house and she'll like just say hey did you find anything interesting i'm like no and then she'll point somewhere and of course it's hidden behind some sort of like pillow or something
1: Anthony uh, we will help you thank I you. will help you my husband works for a biotech en- <laughs> uh, entity they have they have facilities to get rid bio-tech. of biochemical waste <laughs> Steal all of George's socks and send them to me. My address is easily found on the internet. (laughs) Just type it in there. Brianna Wu, diagram to my house. My license plate will show up. Send them to me. I will get a team of biochemical professionals.
3: I'll put biohazard on the box and I'll send them to you for sure.
1: Uh, Yes. Now, I want to be clear. The United States military could come after you for sending (laughs) dangerous materials to our to our country. Okay, I'll <laughs> anonymously. Th- this is this is a risk you've got to take. I'm I'm really sorry.
3: Thank you. Thank you. at least someone feels. I minded. believe yeah. in you. I believe <laughs> yeah, he's trying to nightmare. run out. Take care, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's, now he's too. escaping. He's all shy. <laughs> Georgia, there's this thing called a hamper that
0: right it's, it's like this receptacle for to.
3: for laundry that's been worn where you can uh, kind of just put it and it'll all stay together and not infect the rest of the house you might i know that i know that canada is a couple years behind the u.s in in some technology but i think you can look into that and 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 maybe that will help your situation i'm just just a thought just a thought
0: brie do you have any other tips
1: i i I, I'm praying for Anthony. <laughs> my church is praying for Anthony. The Church and of Brianna. I believe that Christ will provide a miracle here and will save Anthony. You I know, believe. you
2: know that now yeah. it's warfare. You guys, you guys Ugh. know now that I have to. I'm waiting till wait. Oh
3: listen. no! You oh my now, God!
2: I have to get him back, right? Like, there's no way that I can let him off with this. So, like oh, now, oh I'm gonna like gosh. wear socks for a couple of days before I leave them. Somewhere. Oh no! Like, I have to do something horrible.
3: Oh my to. God!
2: There's no way this this has to be. There's something like Brie. I know, I know. You know, there has to be. There's something
3: going to happen. <laughs> Justice Trevann's retribution.
2: <laughs> he shouted down. I can hear you.
3: <laughs> what is happening?
2: <laughs> he shouted from downstairs. Like I can hear you.
3: <laughs> I could just I could just imagine like the 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 <gasps> Oculus Rift arrives at the at the <gasps> yeah. Dow House in like. <sighs> In yeah. Like six years yeah. when they finally ship oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's trying it on for the first time. He's immersed in some game and all of a sudden this, this Ew. thing just yeah. goes right below oh, his nose. This.
2: That's good. And then, that is good. you know,
3: that would be that not that, not that I would suggest anything like that. That would be awesome. No,
2: no, 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 that,
3: don't, don't. No.
0: Listeners, gonna, you should call in with some oh, punishment some ideas.
2: ideas. Oh my God. Yes. Good ideas. <laughs> or like tweet me some ideas. I'm thinking of like when he falls asleep, cause he falls asleep first that I like leave one right on his pillow
3: oh make sure to put lots of blue light in it
0: this is worse than breeze nasty juice and got to vomit over here oh my god okay uh,
2: do we need to put a disclaimer on the show
3: yeah i think we need an explicit tag now thanks georgia okay.
2: I'm sorry i'm sorry i think i need
0: some exposure therapy frankly i think i have foot phobia you, you uh, have
2: foot phobia i have they're baby feet i like there's there's something you can't love little baby feet
3: only puppy feet <laughs>
2: they're puffy they're puppy puffy paws. and they've never been used like come on so, it could be so you're saying
3: your feet don't stink is what you're saying
2: no the fact oh, they're cute Oh, Micah's feet? Do you like your feet? I find normal.
1: I find babies really disturbing looking. I have to be (laughs) honest. Like, I uh, know there's some part of, like, your brain you're supposed to have where you see babies. You're like, oh, okay, that's great. I don't have that. I'm just like, boy, that human sure looks weird. No, they all all look like
0: Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Or like squirrels or something. I don't know.
1: I want to introduce a new segment okay. to disruption. So the way you get listeners to like rate the show is unacceptable. <laughs> it's not acceptable. You're like, hey, if you want to rate the show, we'd love it. No, this is the new segment <laughs> where Brianna Wu orders you yeah, to go yeah. to your computer right now. Yeah, I'm telling totally, you, uh, uh. yeah, yeah, go yeah. do it. Get, get, stop. Like get up right now, go to iTunes and rate this podcast now. five stars. No, doesn't right matter what you do. When, doing. Georgia, when when should they do it? Georgia now? Yesterday? Now? God, <laughs> how many times do we have to this
2: conversation? <laughs> go rate the show. I think you've rated it's the show awesome. before do it
3: again well there's a new show it's a new this show. is a new show yeah. nobody's rated this show before
2: that's true
3: so your ratings if you are an isometric listeners come along with us and and god bless you 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 have work to do because this is a brand new entry in itunes and we need to more people to find us and be helped in you know foot warfare like Georgia has, has exposed us to <laughs>
1: Make an iTunes review that judges George's feet. I'm going to.
2: <laughs>
1: they going to be five stars. Georgia Dow is a horrible person <laughs> for leaving her socks on Anthony's couch. Five stars. Good podcast.
2: Okay, so the, the phobia of yeah. feet is called podophobia.
0: Ah, uh, that's something I might have. Yeah.
2: Potos is Greek feet. There we
3: go. That's come. something that Anthony's going to have in a couple of days, probably.
2: Go write it up. The Potophobia write
1: up Podcast.
3: <laughs> uh, right that. I don't even
1: care what you write. Just say five stars.
3: But do write something nice, because we like to see that.
1: No, don't write nice things. I, I had the number, before Gamergate got taken down, I had the number one review of Isometric. And my review was an explosion in a stupid factory <laughs> i remember that i love that That was great. right
3: pithy things uh so go review the show it should be in itunes if hopefully it will be in itunes by the time you're hearing this if not keep checking back um you can find the show notes for this show and every episode from here on out at relay.fm disruption you can uh you can also email us from there you you can tweet that with the hashtag disrupt me to get your questions here. And you can also, um, you can also find all of us on Twitter. The show's account is underscore disruption FM. So you can go follow there. And, uh, you know, if you're a follower of isometric show, that will point you there. Um, I'm at wicked good. And Brie, where can people find you?
2: Go rate the show. <laughs> Why are
3: you still Show.
2: I hope you're listening.
3: And you tweeted us, yes. We
0: know you didn't rate the show. <laughs> You're in trouble.
1: Come on. Yeah. Oh. Tweet
2: us if you rated it. That's what we want to
0: hear. So,
1: yeah. You only you only tweet me if you've rated our show this week. And that <laughs> account is entry. Space Cat Cow. If you tweet me and say I rated the show, I will say you're one of the good ones. You're not <laughs> like those other listeners that didn't rate the awesome show.
2: The show so... is free. We're just asking you to rate it.
3: Yeah. For God's sake, what's wrong with you? Go rate it, the show it, already. It
2: takes
1: a toll on your body and your soul. <laughs> and your feet. <laughs> like, it, oh, yeah. I'm sorry yeah it's <laughs> true. Like, Steve has done a podcast with me for 100 episodes, and he's like 100 years older than when the show
3: started. I am. I've got a, I, I started this show with no gray hairs. Like I, have, I have several gray hairs now.
1: And hey, look, here's a picture of a foot with gangrene.
3: Can I send no. that to you? <laughs> oh, my God. Georgia, where can oh. people find you on the internet?
2: Well, if you're having sleep problems. Oh, my
3: God. Oh.
2: <laughs> if you are having problems oh. with your sleep, you can check <laughs> out. Oh. No. Ang- anxiety. Don't An- can't Don't
1: do it. Oh I'm not doing God. it. I am not doing no. it. Don't send
2: it to me. Send no. it to me. <laughs> it's no. anxiety-videos.com. Oh, God. Oh. Um, And uh, at Georgia, now I'm scared after the foot thing. Um, Anxiety. At Georgia, uh, wait.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You can't even. You don't even know what your Twitter handle is anymore. I don't
0: know
2: what it is anymore. At Georgia underscore Dow.
0: (laughs) Michael, where can people find you? you can't find me online i'm crawling into a hole i'll catch you whenever the next episode is about time because you know there i'm gonna live in a faraday cage until the next show so nobody can find me anywhere especially not at micah Sargent.
1: it's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen <laughs>